TGIF. Thank God I'm forgiven. Hey, man, brother. Reporting for duty, sir. Terry, what's Jesse, going on, I'm buddy? Re- I'm reporting for duty. It's a Friday. Remember, it's during Lent, so no meat, everybody. And we can offer this up for the Catholic Church and for all the sins that we have been committing, uh, immorality especially. Uh, what's going on is we've got a, a great show ahead of us. Um, we're going to talk about Freemasonry again. And uh, what's going on with this, uh, where we have cardinals meeting with Freemasons and trying to make mens, and we know what the church has been taught on this for over several hundred years. So that's one issue. Then I think the most important thing we're going to talk about is, I, I'm going to say this, Jesse, you think all of the deviations in the church and in the world, even violence comes from the pornography that is allowed in our culture. Because what happens is, if you don't have a holy view of sexuality, then you become violent. And I'll tell you why. Sex, the, 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 homo, the, I should say, the effort of putting out pornography makes people do all these uh, terrible things. The mass shooters, Jesse has demonstrated in one of his books, Ramirez, all these guys, they all had an addiction to sex through pornography. So we're going to be covering a topic, pagans worship sex. And what's the other part of that, Jesse? Christians worship God. I love that. Mm-hmm. See, this yeah. is what we're dealing with in today's culture and much, much more. But just just a quick note, we call it the need to know file. You know, Catholic lay people are not taking this, you know, sitting down. What took place at the cathedral at St. Patrick's Cathedral, where Bishop Sheen's funeral was held, was an atrocity. Everybody knows about what happened there, about the scandalous transgender funeral, the, the comments that were just blasphemous being said in the church. Well, now families through, you know, tradition, family, property members are planning a rosary rally at St. Patrick's on February 24th, Monday, and February 26th for what? Reparation for the funeral, which... No, Terry, for the 24th is tomorrow, oh, Saturday, sorry. Sunday, and Monday. Oh, I'm mixed so up. Three days. I'm mixed up. Saturday, Sunday, That's right. and Monday. That's right. Thank At you, 12 Jeff. noon, That's right. you're going to have hundreds, if not thousands, of the Catholics doing a public rosary of reparation, yep. asking for God his his mercy. Thank you. At front of and on the sidewalk, on the public sidewalk of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Please be there. Amen. And just last one I have yeah. is a Super Bowl star, Harrison uh, Butker. He gives his jersey to a Catholic mother that was killed at the Super Bowl victory parade. Here again. 20 people getting injured or killed at a Super Bowl parade where some knucklehead, crazy guy, starts shooting people. This is what I I guarantee you, Jesse, the person who did that had an addiction to pornography, almost 99%. And now, Jesse, you're you're the cop, okay? What was your experience as a cop when you saw people who would commit hideous crimes and when they looked into their life, that pornography was always present? Yeah, they all uh, they all lived sexually disordered lifestyles. Yeah. Anybody that's involved in this type of violence, yeah. trust me, part of that is 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 interior disorder. They live sexually disordered lifestyles. Every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, I just want to invite people tomorrow. I'm going to be in Tucson, Arizona, all right. St. Monica's Catholic Church. I'm going to be there from uh, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Giving a spiritual warfare conference, St. Monica's Catholic Church, Tucson, Arizona. I'll be there tomorrow. 
uh, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. I hope to see you there. Hey, just one quick Terry, note. I'm, I'm originally from Tucson. I was born there. Yeah. Tucson the needs yeah. needs a spiritual warfare conference. Those <laughs> folks there have, have been like hurting on the Catholic faith for 60 years. So thank you for making the trip down, Jess. Go ahead. Yeah. Also, the month of February is dedicated to the Holy Family. Amen. Uh, re- remember to say this prayer often. It's a short little doxology Terry taught me 25 years ago. It goes like this. When you end your prayers, just go, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Save souls. So I've been saying it for 25 years, morning, awesome. midday, and evening. Uh, also, uh, just uh, want to remind you that uh, today's the feast day of St. Polycarp of Smyrna. St. Polycarp, pray for us. Amen. He died as a martyr if, uh, in, uh, in, in, in a Roman Colosseum. And he's I think he's the earliest martyr outside of St. Stephen wow. where we have... Where, where there's uh, a good, strong story, very clear story written about his martyrdom. So uh, if, if you want to be inspired, read about the martyrdom of St. Polycarp of Smyrna. It is amazing. Terry? All right, brother, you got some soul food for us? Absolutely. Let's bring soul it on. It's, hey, Jesse, read the gospel today and then ask yeah. yourself, does anybody go to hell? See, I, this has been a theme during Lent. We read, we read Matthew 25. Uh, I mean, there's so much... Scripture pointing out that people who don't live a God-centered life will go to hell. And then we have some people in the church who continually say, well, we really don't. Come on, let's don't talk about that because that makes me feel uncomfortable. Unbelievable. Give me a break. Read it. Preach it, brother. Uh, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Jesus said to his disciples, Matthew chapter 5, verse 20 and following, I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Mm-hmm. Go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come... And offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise your opponent will hand you over to the judge. And the judge will hand you over to the guard. And you will be thrown into prison. Amen I say to you. You will not be released until you have paid the last penny. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at a couple of verses that jump out at me. Yeah. Uh, Verse 20 especially righteousness uh, Pope Benedict says that righteousness means it, it describes a Jewish person, an Israelite, who obeys God, obeys the Ten Commandments, and has friendship with God. That's uh, that's a, a basic definition of righteousness. And notice that our Lord Jesus Christ, as he starts the New Covenant, uh, he's he's saying that the, the standard of righteousness that we should have in the New Covenant should surpass the, the insufficient righteousness of the Old Covenant. Uh, he also talks, you know, talks about because in the old covenant, they were very concerned with just outwards, outward manifestations of being holy. But what Jesus Christ wants to bring in the new covenant is inward manifestations that penetrate the heart that reaches within the interior life of the person, the, the, the interior faculties so that the person could be, they could uh, achieve the maximum standard of holiness. So the old covenant basically formed virtuous citizens in Israel, but the new covenant 
is supposed to form citizens for heaven. So there's the difference there. Uh, another verse that jumps out at me is in verse 21. Our Lord says that you shall not kill. So he's reaffirming the fifth commandment. Yeah. Uh, and But he's in, introducing a new dimension to it. He's saying that murder is not just something that's you know done physically. It also constitutes something from the heart. In other words, uh, you can kill somebody in your heart if you hate him, resentment, bitterness, uh, this this uh, unmoderated, unjustified anger for a person. So Jesus Christ wants us to go beyond just the physical law into the inner man, into the interior life of the person. And then verse 22 jumps out at me as well, Terry. Our Lord says, you fool. Uh, this uh, This word, basically from the Aramaic, it means a lack of intelligence. That That's what it means. Uh, it, it, in English, it would be something like, you know, you empty head or you numbskull. <laughs> uh, and, and our Lord is saying that, you know, that people that use this word for their neighbor can merit the hell of fire. And w- what is the hell of fire? Back in the Old Testament, Gehenna was, it means hell. Yeah. But Gehenna was also a place that was south of Jerusalem. It was the dump. It was the valley of Gehenna. It was a dump yard uh, where the trash was burned and, and, and it burned continually. So the Jews knew about this, this, this uh, you know, dump yard where trash burned day and night. So our Lord uses this imagery that's in the southern part of Jerusalem to illustrate the frightful reality of damnation. In other words, uh, by murdering your brother in your heart, Terry. Well said, Jesse, good commentary. And again, I mean, you're not going to get to heaven, he says, if you do these things. What is that implying? If you're not going to heaven, where else is there at the end of time? Hell. That's right. That purgatory won't exist. Hey, Jesse, yep. I want to bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Archbishop. Full <laughs> Sheen ahead. This is what we're all about here at Virgin Most Powerful. Sheen says, God says to us, Jess, Terry, everyone's listening. If you give me your time, I will give you my eternity. Jess Romero, I got to tell you, brother, I am glad that you're not spending your time teaching people martial arts. Or boxing. Or boxing. Yeah. Because you could. And you'd have a very good job doing it. And probably a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, you'd meet some nice guys. But you know what, Jess? You've decided consciously to make a decision to use all your energy and sharing the good news for the le- as long as you, that yeah. heart of yours is beating. Thank you. Yeah, for whatever for whatever time I have left on planet Earth, after, yep. as our Archbishop Fulton Sheen said, Terry, I'd rather burn, burn out, out than, than rust, rust out. out. <laughs> and that's I think both of us we feel the same way. Amen, brother. Right. When we come when we come back from the break, Jess, Cardinal of Vatican orgy frame frame what? Yes, talk about sexual deviation takes part in this historic meeting with Italian Freemasons. We're going to get into that. Hey, the Masons have been trying to infiltrate the church for a lot of years. We're going to talk about that much more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. We'll be back after a quick break. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. This is very difficult for Jess and myself to cover these topics, especially about what I call... um, Un, well, just just a, a bad idea to try and say that we can have the Freemasonry and Catholicism. They don't mix. The church has always taught that. So this very fact that a cardinal of the Vatican 
is taking part in a meeting, uh, a leading Catholic prelate. Jess, why don't you tell us and set the stage? Because it really does, knowing what I know about Freemasonry and what St. Maximilian Colby and all the saints have said, it's almost like they're trying to destroy the church from within. Go ahead. Yeah, it's uh, Our Lady of Good Success, Terry. Yes, she uh, said it. Back in the 16th century. Before the Masons started, Our Lady of Good Success said the following, quote, Unbridled passions will give way to a total corruption of customs because Satan will reign through the Masonic sect. There you go. I mean, this was said to a Catholic nun back in... uh, like sixteen uh, in the sixteenth century. This was before Masonry, correct? Yeah. Yes. I mean, how yes. Can, this is like prophetic. She said this uh, in fifteen eighty-two to Sister yeah. Mother Mary Mariana. Yeah. Warned us about well, way before Freemasonry was yep. even started. Yeah. Uh, she told us that this this uh, that Masonry would attack the sacrament of marriage. Incredible. Would attack. Uh, uh, would, would enact iniquitous laws. Yep. In other words, like homosexual oh, marriage, yeah, yeah. Mar- medical Evil. marijuana, Evil. Uh, with the objective of trying to do away with the sacrament of marriage, and uh, and to try to get away with anything that has to uh, t- that uh, that smacks of the Ten Commandments or morality. So this article, the Vatican of Cardinal of Vatican orgy. What do you mean by Co- that, Jesse? Coco Palomero. Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, this guy they raided. His his apartment, they were having an orgy, a drug orgy. Yeah, and because he's a high ranking cardinal that works for Pope Francis, the police says, "Okay, okay, you you could slip out the back door. We're gonna bust the other guys, but uh, you know you're kind of uh, transparency, you, huh? Yeah, yeah. So they, they they said, I know it's your apartment. Kind of walk away from here, and we'll get the rest of the guys, and we're gonna break this up. But we don't want we don't want any cameras to see you here. Unbelievable. So yeah, this this cardinal of Vatican orgy fame takes part in a historic meeting with Italian Freemasons. It doesn't it doesn't surprise me. No. Despite the church's condemnation of the secret society, leading Catholic prelates, including Car- this cardinal Coco Palomario. When you look at his face, there I know I'm going to get criticized for this because it did, did last him. You look at his face. Trust me. My my gaydar uh, antennas go up when I look at him. Yeah, I get like, it. No, but just look at his picture. Yeah, and you're going to tell me, okay, I I, 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 yep, this guy should have never got into into seminary. Uh, Cardinal Coco Palomero, known for his attendance at the infamous cocaine fueled homosexual orgy at the Vatican in 2017. He met with the Freemasons on Friday. He's kind of laid low since then, Terry, because they, they've told him, hey, dude, you got busted in yeah. your apartment, so just kind of lay low. And he's 85 years old, Jesse. He's back out now. He's, he's back got, out. Yeah, but Jesse, he's 85 years old. He's got one foot on the banana peel, ready to meet God <laughs> out of charity. We've got to call this man to repentance, like I need to call myself. But this is so sad that uh, this man has this position that he's trying to bring. And, and, and what he says about Freemasonry that— we have to kind of bring the two together and have a new, new, uh, you know, n- new approach. You know, that's like saying, Jesse, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in and just say, that's like saying, let's have a new approach to sin. Let's don't call it sin. Let's call it falling short of something or let's don't be so directive. Uh, Freemasonry represents the diabolical. Catholicism yes. rep- represents Christ. The two can't mix. And Saint Second Saint Paul says it in very in very clearly in Second Corinthians chapter six. Yep. He says, "What does light have to do with darkness? What does Christ <laughs> have to do with Satan?" Exactly. And in the book of Revelation, John the Apostle writes 
you know, come out from her. What's he talking about? He's talking about Catholic Christians in the first century coming out from paganism, the world of the occult, uh, from, uh, you know, the worship of Caesars. The same thing applies today, Terry. We have any Catholic that's part of Freemasonry, you need to come out from there, come out from her because darkness and light are not compatible. The article says leading Catholic prelates and scandal plagued Vatican Cardinal took part in a conference on Freemasonry Mm -hmm. and the Catholic Church held in conjunction with the leading Freemasonic Lodge of Italy. It's called the Grand Orient of Italy. That's what it's called. The nation's leading Freemasonic Lodge. A conference is taking place in Milan, Italy, or did take place last week, Mm -hmm. organized by the Socio-Religious Research and Information Group. The conference is called Catholic Church and Masonry, headlined by Stefano Bisi, who serves as the Grand Master of the Grand Orient, along with notable members of the Catholic hierarchy. So who was there? The, the scandal-plagued Cardinal Francesco Coco Palomario, emeritus prefect of the Vatican's Pontifical Council for Legislative Texts. You know what, Terry, if I was the Pope, this guy would be picking up dog doo-doo but, but for rem- the Vatican Garden but, but That's, Jesse, and cleaning toilets you're being for the rest ni- of his you're, life. You're being nice about it. This is the same group, Freemasons, who complimented Pope Francis on some of his magisterial teachings. What's the one? What's the name of it, Jesse? Fratelli Tutti. Yeah. Fratelli Tutti, that uh, that uh, publication, it b- b- written by Fo- Pope Francis, yeah. it really promotes a universal brotherhood. And that's what they promote. Yes. And, and, and so it... Uh, it also exactly it promotes this this false ecumenism. Yes, fratelli tutti, which means on human fraternity. It's been widely criticized on Catholic circles, and rightfully so. In fact, there's a prominent vocal German priest who also described fratelli tutti as being interwoven with Masonic ideology. Oh, yeah. And and Pope Francis has pushed for religion to be on equal footing. Uh, this is a key element of Masonic goals. Uh, one of the things we know about Fratelli Tucci's publication, Terry, it was welcomed by the Masonic lodges uh, around the world: Italy, Spain, France. Okay. Uh, yeah, they, 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 and they, many of the Mason, the Masonic leaders, were saying, "Finally, we have a pope who embraces the universal fraternity of Freemasonry." And this is why we need to be praying for Pope Francis that his eyes be open. Because there's an old saying, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. We don't want to make friendship in a sense of, of uh, saying that we agree on things with, with individuals. That would be like this, atheistic communism. But we're doing that also, Jesse. Do you realize that with the Chinese? We've compromised our Catholic faith to just make friends. And that's not what the church has done for 2,000 years. Terry, it's, uh, it's, it, it, right now this is, a, I think, God, that the lady are speaking out, that yeah. the lady we have, that we do have social media, we're able to con- get messages out because this is horrendous yep. what's happening uh, within the Vatican. Uh, the, the people that, that are, that surround Pope Francis, his, his inner circle, his trusted advisors, such as Cardinal Fernandez, who wrote, you know, two books on pornography. Uh, you got uh, Coco Palomero, yeah, who was caught in a drug drug, uh, uh, you know, sex orgy in the Vatican. Right. Uh, Father Rupnik, who uh, was uh, made a career of de-virginizing Catholic nuns. These, Terry, are the inner circle 
These are the most trusted advisors of Pope Francis. Let me tell you something. Uh, it's pretty simple. Tell me who your friends are, yep. and I'll tell you who you are. It seems to me as if Pope Francis, he he entertains a lot of evil company. St. Paul says to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians 15, bad company corrupts good morals. Well said. I, and, and you know, Jesse, I wish we wouldn't have to say that, okay? Because I didn't have to say that in the previous popes no. of my lifetime, okay? This has become an anomaly that it's not like, wait a minute, what is going on? And here's the point. We can be quiet and do nothing other than just sit there and sit back and say, well, okay. Or we can pray, make reparation. It's Friday. Make atonement for this. This is a sacrilege myself, in my opinion, of saying that Freemasonry and Catholicism can get along together. That's just not the way the faith has worked. So here's what I'm saying. We need to pray for Holy Mother of the Church, make reparation, because we can't continue in this direction and not compromise and, and, and we're going to compromise more of the Catholic faith and people are looking at us Jesse even non-Catholics we covered that earlier in the week um, where they're pointing out and saying hey Holy Father you know Jordan Peterson stop talking so much about saving the world and get back to saving souls so not even us Catholics are pointing this out non-Catholics can see yes. the irony of this Jess yes Terry and uh, this the the one of the talks that happened at this at this meeting between um, Coco Palomero and the Freemasons. Yeah, one of the t- one of the talks was given by the Grand Master. That's right of, of the of the Freemasons, and the talk was called quote, "Freemasonry between Ratzinger and Bergoglio." Yeah. So the talk by the Masons, they're admitting <laughs> that there's a complete change yeah. of direction. Under Pope Francis, Pope Francis does not hold to what the 150 years of papal condemnations. Pope Francis does not hold to that, Terry. He's uh, and uh, Giuseppe Ferrari, who led the observatory on religious pluralism. He also is going to be he spoke on what dialogue is possible between Catholics and Masons. Uh, once again, I'm I'm just asking the question where St. Paul says, what does Christ have to do with the the devil? Light and darkness, nothing, nothing, nothing. Jesse, one of our listeners is asking, Jesse, thanks for that scripture verse, but I didn't catch it regarding about friendship. And was it St. Paul? Where, where was the verse you just gave for the uh for the quote about it, it's in Second Corinthians chapter six. Okay, I forget good. what verse, but it's right there. Good. Second Corinthians chapter six. Excellent. What? Yeah. What? Uh, what does light have to do with darkness? Yep. What does Christ have to do with Satan? Perfect. Terry, this guy Coco Palomero, he's a bad guy. This is this is this is the guy that uh, back in 2017 there was uh, he was there in his apartment. There was a cocaine fueled homosexual orgy. The police came in. Coco Palomero. Coco Palomero, he was presiding over the event. Yeah. The Vatican police disrupted the party and they told him, hey, you need to leave. T- take off because before we start making arrests, we yeah. don't want you to be caught up in this. And so he uh, he dodged the bullet. But this guy is a bad player, Terry. And uh, again, the Catholic Church has been consistently condemning Freemasonry since Pope Clement the Twelfth, starting in 1739 with the papal bull. 
Uh, and uh, and this continued up until Pope Benedict. But now we seem to be changing directions, Terry. And Jesse, it all comes back to an unholy view of sexuality. If you are using pornography, it makes total sense to have these kinds of parties or even to do violence because pornography is violence. OK, and it just breeds more violence. So I was happy to see the gentleman up in Canada, Jesse, who is wanting to be the next prime minister of Canada, saying that I'm going to stop pornography as being legal up wow. in Canada. That takes guts to say that. We need someone in our administration, I'd say Trump or whoever, yeah. somebody to say, look, we've got to limit this and knock this pornography off because it's destroying our country. That's my take. Hey, Jess, when we come back, let's talk about pagans worship sex. Christians worship God. What do I mean by that? Oh, my gosh. We'll talk about that and much more. You're listening, yes, to the Terry and Jesse Show. We're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, Jess Romero, Terry Barber, we'd be billionaires. Stay with us. That's right. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. Uh, again, uh, you know, I want to, this is an article from the Wanderer newspaper. Can I just give an endorsement? I've been lit reading the Wanderer since I was a teenager. Mm. <laughs> it's one of the, it's the, one of the oldest newspapers uh, per, that's gone on for hundred, over 150 years. And they are very good paper. And they have this article, Jesse, why don't you set the stage? Because this is unbelievable uh, what we're seeing in front of our face here in the world and in the church. It's written by a, a great Catholic priest, mm -hmm. Father Kevin Kusick. Yep. He says, Pagan worship, sex, and the body. Christians worship God alone, the pornographic cult, which has seized power in Rome. Wow. Yep. And which centers around the sexual act and the body as it relates to, to, co to coition is forbidden as sinful for Christians. Yep. Are the agents of disorder and subversion in the Vatican attempting to substitute the idolatry of a sex cult for the true faith? Good question. Yeah. Worship of the body and the sexual function apart from marriage and procreation is pagan. Pagans are closed in on nature apart from revelation. Pagan cults are deprived of the supernatural, imprisoned within the eternal re uh, return of the seasons of birth and death. Christians, on the other hand, always preserve a reverent and chaste attitude and component or com and comportment surrounding the sacred marital bond. All is subject to the holiness of life without which one cannot enter the kingdom of God. Cardinal Fernandez, his name, they call him Tucho. The man Francis has placed in charge of doctrine at Rome appears now to be the author of multiple texts about sexual function and the cult of the body. First, the book on kissing, denials, and then admissions. Next, orgasms. This time, admission and a statement that Francis knew. Now more. Additional writings have surfaced that go a long way towards establishing a career-long obsession with sex by Cardinal Fernandez, known as Tucho. Yep. By a celibate man. <coughs> yeah, right. Let's let that sink in. These inverted musings upon the sexual function are isolated from and contrary to 
their ordering by the Creator towards life and procreation, towards the infusing of an immortal soul into another imago Dei, image and likeness of God. Are the homosexualist men with whom Francis has surrounded himself in Rome charged with seeding the church with an alien sex cult? Yep. The pile of evidence is mounting to an undeniable degree that these agents of evil led by Cardinal Fernandez may not even be Christian at all. Bishops, priests, and faithful around the globe have rejected Fernandez's foray into blessing a gay sex cult within the church through fiducia supplicans, a document dead on arrival. All the wishing and Vatican-produced documents in the world will never make mutual masturbation, which is what happens when two men or two women simulate sex, That's right. the equal of or a substitute for the complementarity and fruitful union will by God in creation of one man only for one woman. Christians do not delectate upon nor discuss sex as entertainment. Christians do not use pornographic videos or pictures. Christians do not permit even discussion about these things. Chastity is constitutive of Christian faith and morals. Chastity avoids casual treatment of those matters of sexuality proper to marriage. To keep it short, what happens in the bedroom should stay in the bedroom. The intimacy proper to the exclusive relationship shared only by husband and wife and all that is related to it should be kept as a private matter between the spouses. The only exception to this would be discussions with a doctor for health or fertility reasons or as necessary within the seal of the confessional. Jesse, let me just jump in and say this priest has what a holy view of sexuality. He has it. He gets it. Okay. He gets it. He gets it. And again, celibate priest. I'm going to guarantee you that man lives a celibate life because he understands what sexuality is for and the appetite and how to work with this. You know, the Catechism of the Catholic Church treats this matter of chastity under the Sixth Commandment. You shall not commit adultery. Jesse, you weren't here yesterday. I made a joke. There are guys come to me and say, Terry, I went to confess adultery in the confessional. And the priest said, well, how many times has this happened? And I said, two times. He says, don't worry. Just to keep it out of double figures. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm laughing. But, you know, Jesse... They don't get it. Anybody who tells you that, I don't believe they're living a celibate life, Jesse, because you don't say that. This priest right now gets holy sex in the sense of sexuality according to God's commandment. Continue on, Jess, because I just get, this guy's got it. Yeah, so he quotes the Catechism on Chastity. It's paragraph Mm -hmm. 2337. Then he comments on it. He says, in other words... Chastity in marriage is part of the relationship of husband and wife, which is exclusive. The privacy they maintain about the particulars of their relationship upholds its sanctity and bears witness to their mutual love. Matters relating to the physical union of man and wife and sexuality do not belong to relationships outside of the bond of marriage. Amen. Or to relationships between persons who are not married. Amen. The physical aspects of personhood among, among all persons in relation include many different aspects of corporeality, but always exclude those directly related to the unity and fertility of married couples. St. Paul talks about the Christian understanding and meaning in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1-7. to 7. He says, Now concerning the matters about which you wrote, it is well for a man not to touch a woman, but because of temptation, of the temptation to immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. 
The husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights, and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not rule over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not rule over his own body, but the wife does. Do, by the way, that's why both of you can uh, can bless each other. Yep. B- because that verse right there. Yeah, that's right. Do it's not right. refuse one another except perhaps by agreement for a season that you may devote yourselves to prayer. But then come together lest, again, lest Satan tempt you through lack of self-control. I say this by way of a concession, not of command. I wish that all were as I am, myself am, celibate, but each has his own special gift from God, one of one of one kind and one of another, close quote. So St. Paul makes it clear that a man does not touch a woman with whom he is not married. Yeah, Joe Biden should, they, they should share this with Joe Biden, by the way. Mm-hmm. Chastity also recognizes that any conversation, written, written communication or other action touching upon matters related to sexuality is also to be avoided as incompatible with the holiness proper to every occasion. Then he quotes Ephesians chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. It talks about fornication and yep. thought, word, and deed. It says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But fornication and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you, as is fitting among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor silly talk, nor levity, which are not fitting, but instead let there, let there be thanksgiving. Be sure of this, that no fornicator or impure man or one who is covetousness, that is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for it is because of these things that the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. I share with Protestants all the time, Terry, yes. that New Testament idolatry is not having a statue in your house. New Testament idolatry, according to St. Paul in Ephesians 5 verses 1 to 6, is sexual immorality. That's that's what he calls New Testament idolatry. And you know, Jesse, sexual immorality. Exactly. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody does. Oh, you can't have a statue in your house. That's against what the Bible. No, it's not. No, that that was provisional back in the time of Moses. That's right. New Testament idolatry, my friends, is sexual immorality, well according said. to St. Paul. And you know, Jesse, when I was working with young people and I showed them in the Bible that it says no fornicator will enter the kingdom of heaven, they were shocked. They were shocked. And what wait, 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 just because you what? Yeah. See, yeah. and I think the guys out at St. Patrick's Cathedral last week need to read this section of the God, of the uh, of Romans because uh I don't think they they get it. And you know what? Yeah. Many people in our church, Jesse, I have to say you can't allow the deviations going on in church if you don't agree with it, you would stop it, okay? So I just I just unless they just feel like they, they don't want to be disliked, and I just can't speak up. But the problem in the church right now is this priest is nailing it, and many of our clergy right now, they, would, they wouldn't agree with him. They would say, no, those scripture verses don't apply. That's what they would say. Yep. Uh, those last two paragraphs are very powerful. Hit him. He says, not merely shunning fornication, but also any matters that fall within the near occasion of sin, yeah. of fornication or adultery. Right preserves the holiness proper to the worship of God and living as imitators of him. The pagan pontificate in Rome. Wow. That's a strong language. Yeah. Yeah. From Father Cusack. Yep. Also alarms those familiar with the contours of sexual abusers and the grooming behaviors that warns of potential abuse. Rejection of chastity also enables pedophilia. Survivors of clerical sexual abuse express alarmed at Fernandez's the mystical passion, uh, spirituality and sensuality, uh, one survivor, female survivor, said it when she recently s- discovered 
rediscover that 1998 book by Fernandez, she says it was absolutely nauseating. It brought back a lot. It brought a lot back from my own abuse because some of the things I read were similar to what my rapist would say to me, sort of combining abuse with things of a spiritual nature. Uh, Teresa Pitt uh, Green of Spirit Fire, a Christian restorative justice network, was particularly troubled by Fernandez's account of a conversation with a 16-year-old girl. So was I. Yeah, talk about boundary violations. By the way, any Catholic that's near St. Patrick's Cathedral tomorrow... 24th, Sunday, 25th, Monday, 26th, 12 noon. Thousands of Catholics are going to join for a peaceful public rosary rally. Reparation, Public reparation for what uh, the homosexual LGBT activists, what they did in St. Patrick's Cathedral. So go and uh, take your rosaries. Make sure you're in a state of grace. And go gather on the public sidewalk in front of St. Patrick's Cathedral uh, tomorrow, 24th, Sunday, the 25th. Monday the 26th, and, uh, and, and stand with hundreds and thousands of Catholics as they make reparation for the offenses against the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Terry. Yes, yeah, so you know, our problem is pornography. I go back to it from the yeah. beginning of the show. Yeah. We have a pornography problem in the mm. Catholic yep. Church. Yep. Too many of our prelates, our priests, are addicted, or they wouldn't be doing these crazy things. Yep. All right, exactly. I had to say it. You know, does it hurt to say it? Yeah. Because I want to see my priests living celibate lives that God wants to see. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now... Here's Terry and Jesse. You know, we're folks, back. Jesse, we're back. And you see this crucifix I'm holding up? This is who we worship, Jesus Christ. Yeah. When we see the bad examples, let me just give you a background. I've been seeing this for 40 years. I mean, uh, I prayed for the soul of Bishop um, Juan Orzubi, who was our bishop in the San Gabriel Valley back in the 70s. And he ended up dying of AIDS because he was sexually, what I would call, living a life, a double life. That surprised that you know surprised me, but I mean, the point of it is, I've seen other bishops of my own. I mean, I can go through them all. They're, they seem like it's like what happened to us? chastity? I can't, mm. you know. I mean, is this? And again, Jesse, I think this is also tied into, you know, this idea of well, this is the ideal, Jesse, to live your married life, you know, faithful to your your wife. But you know what? That doesn't happen because. We're human. We're all going to fail. So don't worry about committing adultery. See, this kind of attitude, it builds people up to be sinful for sinful behavior. We have to look at Jesus Christ as our model and no one else. Yeah. And today is a good day to look at St. Polycarp of Smyrna. Oh, yeah. He was a saint back in the late first century. He was he was actually a disciple of St. John the Apostle. Okay. He knew St. John and he had a dramatic martyrdom. When he entered into the, the arena, a voice from heaven spoke to him, and the voice from heaven, it was God. Yeah. He said, quote, be strong and show yourself a man. Those, those are the same words that King David said to Solomon when he was dying. He said the same words. God said the same words to St. Polycarp. He goes, be strong and show yourself a man, O Polycarp. Uh, you know, he, they, they tried to burn him alive. 
but the flames did not consume him. God did not allow him to be burned alive. Yeah. And so the Roman executioners, they, they resorted to stabbing him. This is a type of, of witness, Terry, we need today in the world. St. Polycarp of Smyrna, pray for us. And, and Jesse, yes. before we get to that topic, someone just test, tested me saying, oh, come on, you guys are making too much over this, you know, <laughs> sexual problems. And I said, do you remember St. Marie Garetti? Yeah. You remember the dude who killed her and tried to rape her, right? And tried to Aless- Alessandro. Yeah. Guess, guess what he was doing before he did all this bad stuff? Watching pornography. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. Continue. He, admit, he admitted it because... Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, I just want to mention before I get into this great topic is uh, I'm going to be tomorrow in Tucson, St. Monica's Catholic Church. I'm going to be there from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Awesome. Giving a spiritual warfare conference. I want to meet you, anybody from Arizona. <laughs> Go tomorrow, St. Monica's Catholic Church, Tucson, Good. Arizona. 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Spiritual Excellent. Warfare Conference. I'll be giving all the presentations. And and, and also, Terry, just want to mention me. for all you Catholics out there near the St. Patrick's Cathedral, tomorrow, yep. Sunday and Monday, Gotta 12 noon, prayer rally. Go out there and be there. Uh, and and, and, and uh, I want to get a, a bit of good news as well, Terry. Yeah. Over in Alabama, the Alabama S- uh, Supreme Court. Oh, they're great. They... They they basically said that uh, in vi- that human embryos conceived through in vitro fertilization. Guess what? They said that they're human. They're human beings. So President Joe Biden called the Alabama Supreme Court embryo ruling. He called it outrageous and unacceptable. He said it's unacceptable for Alabama to say that that uh, that 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 human embryos have human rights. Uh, and so make no mistake, uh, this is uh, the most pro-abortion, pro-culture of death president we've ever had. This is an election year. I just want to remind you of that. And by the way, uh, it's this this uh, this Supreme Court ruling, Terry. Yeah, it's it could have national implications. Wow. Yeah. By stating that the embryos are humans. This is going to cause a ripple effect around the country. And speaking of somebody who's, who's openly pro-life, Super Bowl star Harrison Butker. Yeah, listen to this. He gives his jersey to a Catholic mother who was killed at the Super Bowl victory parade. He heard that she was a fan of his Catholic outspokenness because uh, she shared the, the Catholic faith as well. And so on February 14th, the Kansas City Chiefs celebrated their Super Bowl victory with a parade in Kansas City, Missouri. However, the parade ended in sorrow for at least 22 Mm. people, including a Catholic family who lost their mother. Lisa Lopez Galvan, a 43-year-old Catholic wife and mother of two children, died after shooters opened fire during the parade the shooting injured 22 people, including 11 children, and we pray for all the 22 Amen. people. Eternal, uh, grant, in, eternal rest grant to all them, Lord, Lord the, and let your perpetual light shine, shine upon, upon them. them. May, May the soul of these 22 people, victims, through the mercy of God, rest, in rest their peace. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Lisa Lopez Galvan's family said that she was a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs kicker, Harrison Butker, because of his Catholic faith. According to KMBC News in Kansas, uh, Lopez Galvan was reportedly wearing a Butger jersey during the per, per, during the parade 
and he, and he was her favorite player. And she's he's also the favorite player for a lot of Catholics oh, yeah. that follow football. I don't follow football, but I know of him and uh, got nothing but respect for the man. He's very open about his faith. When he comes out of your Phoenix, Arizona, he, he goes out to the FSSP Parish uh, <laughs> because he spends a lot of time out here as well. So Butker learned learned of this after a now-deleted social media post and reaching out a helping hand. On behalf of the Lopez-Galvin family, a relative asked to put her to rest in a Harrison-Butker jersey. Wow, the same jersey she wore the day of the parade. Wow. The Super Bowl champion, who also attended the, the parade, then gifted Lopez-Galvin with a jersey to wear at the funeral. Here's Terry, you want to read Harrison-Butker's statement? It's right no. there. You want, no, you, you want go ahead and read it. Okay. He said this. Uh, Butker issued this statement. Yes. He said, quote, My wife, Isabella, and I are heartbroken by yep. the murder of Lisa yep. due to degenerate violence. I, I, Terry, I, I'm sure these, these killers, they were into pornography. Of I'm, course. I'm, I, there's I, a I, direct connection between pornography and violence. Yep. It just disorders the appetites. It disorders the emotions. It causes people to follow their lower faculties and their base desires. And one of them is murder and violence. Thanks. Yeah. So Harrison Butker said, murder is a sin that cries out to, ven- to God for vengeance. And I pray the men involved in this tragedy will be brought to justice. Hearing that she was a fan of mine, outs- of my outspokenness for our shared Catholic faith makes this even more personal. I am honored to provide a jersey to the family for her to wear. While the family is mourning their loss and grappling with their numerous injuries, I will continue to pray for their healing and the repose of Lisa's soul, close quote. So, Harrison Butker, he's the kicker for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, second Super Bowl victory, I believe. Yep. Uh, he's often outspoken about his Catholic faith. Yep. He's an acolyte at the Latin Mass. He knows how to serve the Latin Mass. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So in 2019, Butker told his cat he told his Catholic conversion story to EWTN's uh, Calm, Calm Flynn, explaining how he returned to the, to the church while attending a George Tech University before entering the NFL. Butker said his journey began after returning to confession. The biggest leap of faith for me was finally going to the sacrament of confession. That is really what changed me. When I left that confessional, that's really what turned my that awesome. made me feel really different. That's when I changed my life around. In May of 2023, Butker made headlines for his commencement address to the 2023 graduating class of Georgia Institute of Technology. He explained that worldly praise and accomplishments do not fulfill the heart's desires, but a relationship with God and service to his family ultimately satisfies. All of this happiness, Butker said, is temporary. And the truth is, none of these accomplishments mean anything compared to the happiness I have found in my marriage and in starting a family, Butker said. During the Super Bowl in 2023, viewers, uh, viewers spotted Butker wearing a bronze scapular. That was last year's Super Bowl. <laughs> I remember. And before 2024 Super Bowl this year, yeah. uh, Church Pop reported that Butker's partnership with Catholic Men on Fashion focusing on human dignity. Awesome. We need more men like that, Jesse. Oh yeah. Gosh, it's, and you know, Jesse, there's an example of good exam of, of a good, a holy man, and the effect he can have on the church and in society. Just the opposite. When we have clergy who are not living their vows, okay, the effect on it is horrendous. And this is again why I ask everybody on this Friday, 
I mean, make, you know, no meat today, but make a little sacrifice. I mean, we've got problems, you know, in the Vatican when you see and hear about their sexual deviations that are going on. And then these are the men who are writing, uh, you know, statements about what we believe as Catholics. There's something wrong here. We need to pray for them and also exercise our canon 212 that lets the church know our needs. And our needs are holiness, not debauchery. All right, I'm done. Yeah, Terry, uh, here's another bit of good news. Yeah. Katy Perry's ex-husband, yeah. he's an actor called Russell Brand. He, he He's apparently a Catholic. He contemplates Lent, and he says that the Lenten sacrifices bring him closer to God. And, and you know what another good news is? Some of these cardinals that are like in their late 80s, ready oh, to yeah. meet God, like Cardinal Edwin O'Brien... He adds his name to the life site petition against blessing homosexual couples. It seems to me, Jesse, that this isn't going away. More Catholics are saying, wait a minute, please, Holy Father, get rid of that document. It's really, uh, it's it's an embarrassment to our Catholic faith because it doesn't, it's not consistent with scripture or tradition. Hey, I want to mention one thing. I want to build a a prayer uh, garden in my backyard. If anybody knows where I can buy a four to five foot statue of Our Lady, I want to prominently display it in my backyard. I want to make an alcove. I want to put flowers and I want to put lights. If anybody knows the website where I, Jesse Romero, can buy a four to five foot beautiful statue of Our Lady, an outdoor statue, please let me know. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, brother, I got a five and a half foot one in my uh, property that I bought. But I know in South El Monte, the place where you can, I uh, hope you bring a truck when you come out to the uh, Spiritual Warfare Conference, uh-huh. brother. Uh-huh. Or, 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 you know what, Jesse? I'll bring it to you in my truck. That's what I'll do. There you go. You take a look at it. Wow. If you like it, it'll give me a reason to come out and visit with you guys. All right. Yeah, yeah. Stat I got it. a picture. Stat I got it. I will take a picture of it. Stay with okay. Oh, No, I can't say stay with us. I hear the music, Jesse. Hey, this hour went by fast. You know what my love is? To teach people the faith. To show people the person of Jesus Christ and to share that love. Jesse, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's be holy or die, don't, or die trying. Live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. And remember, pray your rosary every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Go to confession at least once a month. Remember Fridays, penance, penance, penance. And remember, live and die in a state of grace. Terry. Well said, and don't forget Our Lady of Fatima. I say it every, every single week. He said, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Meaning, offer up your sacrifices for the salvation of souls. Make a big imprint on the church. I don't care if you're five years old or 105, you can participate in the salvific work of Jesus Christ. Sign me up. Thanks again for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show. And thanks for your prayerful and financial support. God love you. Have a great weekend.